has countless dimensions, some magical and some mystical. It's all about which ones do we discover and nurture. Mental health is not a destination, but a process. It's about how you drive and not where you are going. Your mental health is a priority. Your happiness is an essential and your self-care is an absolute necessity. I, Shalmali, welcome you to the podcast series by Empathy for You that aims at educating you with every aspect of mental health so that we can meet a happy you. Today, I'm in conversation with Aditi Kaul, who is an expressive art-based therapist, a psychologist and program lead at Fortis Healthcare. Aditi is a mental health advocate who is using the magic of arts to bring a change. Aditi, I'm so happy to have you today at my podcast, where we'll be discussing about art therapy for mental well-being. So my first question to you is, what exactly is art therapy? So expressive arts-based therapy uh, is basically including various expressive capacities of human beings within the context of psychotherapy um, or counseling, community work, healthcare, uh, rehabilitation work in a professional relationship by a trained professional. Um, the arts essentially include visual art, which is painting, uh, drawing, collaging, uh, dance and movement, music, writing, poetry, um, also looking at clay work, play therapy, drama therapy, um, and music as well. Wow, that's really great to know that even art can help us heal. All right, moving to the next question, I would like to know, what are the various techniques used in art therapy? There are different kinds of art-based therapists. Some who use a specific art form, uh, which is, let's say, a visual art therapist trained specifically in visual art therapy, or in dance movement therapy or drama therapy. And then there is another school of thought which is intermodal or multimodal arts-based therapy where individuals are trained in many different therapeutic uh, intervention forms or modalities uh, and they are taught to basically use uh, the different modalities to complement each other um, in an intermodal format where each, it's, it, the, the term is called polyesthetics, where each sensory modality or expressive modality is grounded in the interrelatedness of the art forms uh, to create the change uh, with or the transformation with the individual you're working with. Now, the goals range from uh, enhancing emotional expression to also identifying, regulating, and transforming an emotional space. It also looks at cognitive restructuring, identifying cognitive patterns, behavioral regulation, uh, developing and enhancing social skills, and regulating arousal. Um, what we need to also keep in mind is that the arts in themselves are also therapeutic. A school of thought that was touched upon by people like Edith Kramer, um, where creating art in any format, whatever that art is for us, in itself is therapeutic, allows for the developing of mastery, uh, pleasure, feeling positive, uh, confident, and developing life skills. While uh, other school of thought talks about the therapeutic techniques, the various approaches, whether it's cognitively informed art-based therapy, psychodynamically informed art-based therapy, uh, <clears throat> solution-focused art-based therapy, narrative art-based therapy. So there are many schools of thought in uh, each form as well. 
It's really great to know that there are so many types and techniques in which we can practice art. Moving to the next question that was always there in my mind and I would like to know it from you. Are there any myths related to art therapy? Like regarding the age group it is used for or um, need for an artistic ability, etc.? So I think one of the myths uh, about art therapy or art-based therapies is it going to be like an art class or a dance class or, uh, you know, a drama class. And no, uh, because one, the person coming in for an art therapy session is struggling with something, uh, a mental health issue or a diagnosis that they're coming for treatment to the professional um, with. And also the professional here is a trained art-based therapist. They might not actually even be an artist or a dancer uh, to start with. So how the session works is like any other psychotherapy session where you do a history taking, we look at goal setting, we identify with the client what the struggles are, and then slowly develop art-based interventions, whether they're multimodal or focused on one art form, again, depending on uh, what the client is drawn to and what form of art uh, is needed. So, you know, if I'm looking at trauma-based work, am I looking at a combination of visual art where I'm using fluid media and uh, movement? Uh, if I'm looking at anxiety-based work where there is a lot of arousal, am I looking at, again, movement-based work there? Um, if someone has an affinity to write um, and is struggling with the concept of using visual art media, can I look at writing as a form of therapy? Um, you know, to transition perhaps to other forms of therapy slowly. So it really depends, again, on what research shows has the most um, empirical evidence for which art form being used with which kind of person for what diagnosis uh, that requires treatment. So when I'm working with children, the techniques used from uh, the art-based uh, school of thought will be different versus with an uh, adolescent versus with an adult versus uh, with a geriatric population. Um, so I think that's sort of how we look at uh, interventions and sessions and session formats. And it's extremely, extremely different uh, from a typical art class because, again, there is no focus on how well the drawing or the dance or, you know, the theater piece is being created. The focus is around um, how the person feels, being able to express, being able to play with different movements or, or, or art media. Um, or concepts or formats of writing. Uh, and it's not about the outcome. Uh, so it's actually a lot more focused on the process of art therapy. And what, uh, I mean, the outcome is important in terms of the client then being able to reflect on what they did and share what they felt around what came out of the process uh, of the art therapy session. Some of the other key myths around art therapy, one is that you have to be good at an art form, uh, which is absolutely incorrect because the therapist will actually work with you to engage a language around using different art forms. But you do not have to be good and it's definitely not about the aesthetic outcome of uh, what you're doing. The second is also that art therapy is only for children. Uh, which is again inaccurate. So a lot of evidence and research has been done in terms of the neuroscience behind art therapy. And therefore the art therapy works across the board extremely well with um, anyone who suffered from trauma, abuse, uh, neglect, um, and has a history or a current diagnosis of PTSD or any of the trauma and stress related disorders. Also uh, looking at anxiety and anxiety related disorders. Uh, disorders of childhood, absolutely. Looking at the geriatric population with uh, illnesses like uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, that come in very strongly. Um, uh, also, it can be used as an adjunct tool in depressive disorders, 
So in uh, collaboration with, say, another professional in that space, uh, also looking at... Um, <clears throat> so when it comes to the relation between art therapy and mental health, this question is must. So my next question is, what is the science behind using art therapy for coping with one's mental health? Understanding the neuroscience behind art therapy becomes very integral and very important. And actually, one of the key concepts that we need to look at is neuroplasticity, which is essentially that there are these dynamic neuronal changes that happen or these neural changes that happen in our brain, which is our brain responding to external stimuli. And the really interesting thing is that uh, when our brain responds, there are actually cellular structural transformations. So our brain is growing and changing at a cellular level in response to different stimuli from the outside. And if we use different positive art forms to create neuronal pathways, new pathways, we can actually create new ways of thinking, new ways of perceiving, new ways of looking at the world, which help us cope, adjust uh, better. Second, it's important to look at also the fact that when a traumatic event occurs or when any event occurs, where it overwhelms our ability to cope, our brain actually goes into either a fight or flight or a freeze response. So when we're overwhelmed, we freeze. And what happens there is our prefrontal cortex and our limbic system are both impacted. And essentially, uh, when we look at the left and the right brain, now one part of the, our brain, which is looking at the nonverbal implicit memories, which is in simpler terms, looking at coding uh, symbols, images, feelings, that part codes the trauma versus the cognitive or the, the verbal part of the brain, which then struggles to code because if it begins to go into the cognitive realm, we'll not be able to survive that traumatic situation. Now, art becomes a space which very easily research shows taps into the symbolic implicit memories that we have. And therefore, when we use art and movement to tap into that side of the brain, especially for persons who've undergone severe anxiety or trauma um, or issues in their childhood, it allows us to create a space of movement, change, new neural pathways, also bringing back uh, from what has been repressed of the trauma or the anxiety in the past. Um, so it's, it's, it's very interesting how the, the circuitry works and how art then helps us tap into the nonverbal implicit uh, realm of the mind uh, and how the mind actually codes information. And now moving to the last question. How can one practice art as a therapy in day-to-day -day life to stay happy and mentally healthy? Now, looking at art as therapy or, you know, how art in itself is therapeutic is also really important. And I think that is what helps all of us in our day-to-day -day lives function and cope better. Um, so whether it's creating artwork, and I think I would suggest try something new. Um, you know, instead of constantly going back to our comfortable spaces of art, it's also very interesting to be able to sometimes explore new media, uh, you know, get your hands dirty, get into some goop or paint, um, use finger painting, get tactile, uh, use movements that are different from our usual movements or our usual orientation of dance. And I think that's that's really the exciting space to get into. That if we build the arts into our everyday or our regular day-to-day -day life, there is a sense of pleasure, mastery that's achieved, which makes us feel positive, good, happy, um, it allows happy, positive neurotransmitters to fire in the brain um, and generally makes our week or our day better rounded, more balanced, uh, which also allows us to cope better with the regular stressors uh, that life throws at us on a regular basis. Uh, so I think that becomes very, very important. 
And even now, when we look at this time or space uh, with COVID-19 that we're all struggling with, again, the arts are another positive space which can come into our lives even with less resources, even with utilizing just what we have uh, around us, whether it's using dead leaves to collage or whether it's using you know whatever leftover colors we have and mushing them in water and creating almost like a paint like stuck texture out of them reusing paper upcycling you know uh, our uh, sanit those um, uh, bottles of sanitizer uh, so it becomes very very important to bring creativity into our lives because creativity as a core uh, is a base of all our executive functions of you know, later life. It allows us to think dynamically, uh, come up with solutions, alternatives, um, feel better, feel more confident, uh, become more social as we move forward in terms of building our uh, support systems. And um, it, it allows us to sort of spread our wings and, and explore alternatives, which becomes your base for coping skills, problem solving uh, later on. Thank you, Aditi, for such an insightful discussion. I really got to know what exactly art therapy is and how we can cope with mental health by practicing art. Also, I would like to thank all the listeners for tuning in. And I'll meet you in the next podcast with a new guest. Till then, bye-bye and see you.